0: everyone and welcome back to Creative Outline. This is the first part of our fantasy series, lore So, let's go ahead and jump into it. Thanks for visiting. By the time you guys will hear this, it's going to be uh, the 4th of May. So, may the 4th be with you. Um, it is Taurus season. It's time. And it's also the year of the rabbit. I am thriving. <laughs> But welcome back to Creative Outline Podcast. Um, Yeah, I don't know what number this podcast is, but today's topic is going to be fairy lore slash fae lore. So, updates and the beginning of this is a couple podcasts ago. I mentioned about Melanie Martinez's new album coming out, and oh my god, it's like really good. Like it's it's fire. Um, so mythical, so spiritual, and. It has a lot of people talking, honestly. I saw a lot of posts about the year 2023 when New Year's came around, and I think this is important because it's a super fruitful year. 2022 was known as the universal year number six. So that means that basically we had a lot of trials and tribulation. You probably had a lot of problems with your friends or your family. There was something with relationships where it was just very, very turbulent, which I feel like a lot of people can relate to. So trading that for universal year number seven, which is year twenty twenty three this is a root of it's like the root year of all clearing and and letting go so uh yeah, it's just gonna be a super abundant and fruitful year. I mean, we're already a good way through it, so we're we're almost halfway through it, which is crazy, but I'll leave some links below for you guys to look into so you guys can understand the you know, ideas that come along with the year number seven, but it's a huge near uh, excuse me, a huge year of abundance in every retrospect because you can see it. Uh, the number seven, but, but whoa, <laughs> the number seven is a wonderful inc- inclination of harvest, such as the seven of Pentacles, and this talks about reaping what you sow. Seven of Cups talks about many opportunities and passions, passions that are crossing your path. Uh, and seven of Wands talks about harboring your energy, and you need to release it. Seven of Swords talks about hiding intellect or emotional well-being that needs to be talked about with someone else or released by you know whatever means journaling whatever coping healthy, in you know if you can kind of thing <laughs> healthy coping if you can, um, but yeah all of them are about releasing like it's it's kind of a part of the cycle so as you release something a new energy comes in that's kind of the the idea. Uh, But yeah, this is kind of the thing is with the number seven, a lot of creatives uh, can feel this and it's kind of like this, it's a reborn kind of energy because you're going through so much shit in 2022 that when you finally get to 2023, it's this like revitalizing your artistic ability and kind of putting everything that you want on the forefront because you already cleared out a bunch of energy in order to do that. So people would see this as ascending um, in the spiritual world. And ascending is, you know, going through the portal, tying it back to Melanie Martiz's, Martinez's album, as you can die many, many times in this life, emotionally, mentally, stuff like that. You don't have to physically die every time, but you must give your old self away in order to become who you truly are. And so the, there's a part that she talks about in her album called Void, and she specifically goes over Uh, past life regression hypnosis, which is really cool. But basically, with the song Void, that was something she she wrote and produced on her own for the first time. And it's about the in-between state between life and death, which is the void, which is your reflection period. And it's said to be the time where you're just with yourself. So it's just you in a mirror. And, you know, that's between life and death. So it's looking over your whole experience. And that's, pretty intense. So (laughs) her album is very exceptional. I really, like, would recommend giving a listen to it. But as far as Baylor goes, where does it all start? Uh, There was a couple... It's really hard to tell, honestly. There's so much energy in that area, um, a lot of information over there. But basically, most of my sources say that it started from Irish lore. That's where you can find most of it. But i'm not sure if it's seen in every single culture i've never heard of like the east like eastern countries talking about the fae like i've never heard india talk about it i've never heard any any part of asia talk about fae so it's mostly in irish and like white people lore so (laughs) um but yeah, we start with Shakespeare's inspired work of uh, *Midsummer's Night Dreams*. There's also, you know, huge references to day-to-day life, Barbie movies, Bratz movies. But we'll start with Shakespeare. An article written by David Halpin. Uh, he runs Circle Stories, which is a blog on his on. It's like his own website. But Shakespeare's work was an omen to the Midsummer's Eve, which is a time known where spirits and and fae can cross easier into the human world so they they can cross whenever but it's just an easier time it's almost like Samhain where it's like the veil is so thin that you can talk to whoever um in the spirit world if that makes sense you can connect higher to your ancestors um and connect higher to your like deities and and gods kind of stuff like that but in the 8th century a writer named oh do I have his name Oh, (laughs) Bede, I hope I'm saying that right. It's B-E-D-E, came up with a novel that talked about the spring months and used the first reference we know of as Litha, which is known as the pagan, it's on the pagan wheel. Um, So paganism, Wicca, there is a wheel of the year and on the wheel of the year, that is the, it's kind of like the spring equinox where winter is finally dead Summer is coming. Spring is that transitional period. So you may feel really turbulent during this time. It may feel really like, I don't know, everything's all up in the air. You feel the transition, but you don't know where it's coming from. Energy's kind of like all over the place and things are scattered. One huge product of this that I see in my life is my freaking room. My house is so messy right now. I'm not even going to lie because I can feel it. I'm like, something's changing, but it's so hard to keep it consistent right now. And, you know, with all of us working and doing whatever we got to do, it's hard. You know, it's hard energy mix to to really integrate into us. Uh, but back to the writing, especially with it coming uh, into Litha and Midsummer again, breaking away from winter, getting ready for summer. He states that fairies help people see beyond the 3D realm into the eternity of timelessness that's a quote from his blog and I really like that because I mean a lot of Fae and uh, what we're going to get into next episode which is mermaids and then the next episode after that is like werewolves and vampires they all represent something that mimics human mentality which I really enjoy so I will break that down deeper today we're just going to stick to Fae but with Fae it's very much the the practical like so like the logical versus the soul you know the the logic versus your inner child because there are so many fake creatures that represent stability and sturdiness but then there's another side to them that is catty and witty and a little like buggy like if you get on their nerves they will let you know kind of kind of energy and I really like that about the fae i think it's really interesting that melanie chose that for her album i mean it, it's it's not too far off i'm not saying that it's it's news to me you know because <laughs> uh, she's a very ethereal human being but i think that the fact that she chose like a pink elf fairy and especially to detach her identity to it you know because it's crybaby you know that's her persona So Crybaby being reborn, we don't even know this new fairy's name. And you just feel the energy. You can feel that this this character that she's built up is different, you know? And that's the thing is, like, this fairy is more catty. If you guys watch her music videos or just listen to her music, she is much more willing to say how she feels. She is much more willing to say exactly what's on her mind, which I think is her embracing that really catty, witty energy which is really cool. And just to, like, give you guys more info on it, with mermaids and sirens, I mean, there's the siren aesthetic, right? So there's, like, <laughs> I always tell people this when it comes to, like, um, specifically when it comes to flirting and people getting their way or what they want. And this is specifically throughout history towards women, which I'm I'm not blaming you for. I, I we had to do what we had to do, okay? And the, <laughs> there was this idea back in like the '50s that you know there was the siren, you know the 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 Marilyn, right? The she convinced, you know. And and how do I explain this properly? Because nowadays it's very upfront, right? There's the Megan the Stallion who's like suck my toes, bitch, you know, and you'll either do it or you'll get the fuck out of the room, you know? (laughs) And like with a siren, I say, it's like a cat. Like you make it their idea. That's how you get cats to do what you want. You have to make it their idea. You have to give them incentive. And so that's the same in the fifties where they had to make it by, you know, whether that's being a star or even just getting married, just, you know, having a secure, stable place in the world and not being considered quote unquote, a harlot you had to, you know, you had to play the convincing game sometimes. And so (laughs) I don't blame people, but sirens are more like, kiss my feet. You know, there's like a difference in how they lure people in. And again, that's a very human characteristic of sirens, as well as mermaids, that like glowy energy of the, and it can even be masculine. I mean, you know, there's like merfolk, of course, that's masculine, but That's the thing is like it's this um, how I see it because I haven't really looked into like merman lore (laughs) is like this ethereal energy of like the feminine, you know, the feminine energy that's like pulls you in. And and, and again, it's just energy. You can be a masculine or a feminine and, and it will still apply. But that's for next episode. So that was just like a little extra tinge for you. In my own experience, fate is a part of nature and... Of course, we are more than connected to nature. You know, we are a part of it. We are biologically built of it. We are biological. We grow. We get old. We die, right? We rot. And that's just a part of the human species. Same with all the part of nature. They grow. They get old. They die. So I've always been grounded in that energy. And through becoming an adult, I've lost that ability. And I'm just talking about my own spirituality. So you guys do you but I've lost that ability to see the fae but I can very much still hear them um and it's just interesting because everybody has their own experience some people are not going to have this experience it is the truth that what you are looking for will find you because you're looking for it so for those people that are like you don't believe in ghosts it's like yeah I mean you can choose to ignore them that's a real possibility you can do that just like you choose to ignore alive people, you can ignore dead people, you know, like, it's not, it's not that far off. So it's the same with Faye, where it's like, if you don't believe, of course, you're not going to see them. Of course, you're not going to hear them. It's all based on how strong your fucking brain is. Okay. And how you want to look at it. And the way I choose to look at life is through a very, very magical lens. creek with the green and blue, shaded by trees that gravity pulls onto. White colors flicker on water's ripples, and the sun shines happily through, giving everything life as they give back, making a full cycle. The cyclical walks in circles. Some say it's a web. Some say it's on a giant sphere. The hoop you're wearing on your ear to the fairy ring made of mushrooms in the wet, wet dirt. The Milky Way is forever, and your eyes are the same shape as the beautiful lagoons that look up to the wrong moon. Life runs in a circle. The cup you're drinking from mimics the sphere of life. You fill it up, you drink, cleanse it, refill the cup. The depth of how much you feel you should drink can also be the depth of how empty or alive things must be. Your emotions cycle through like a carousel that never ends, not even when you end. Sadness runs into anger. Anger runs into guilt. Guilt can fall into shame, and shame falls into hope. There's only two choices. Turn the wheel left or right, which is best is to your own discretion. Neither is wrong or right, but the justice you feel in your bones can start to shake and quiver if you choose something outside or opposite of your energy tonight. This all will make sense one day. As a collective, we know the world only goes in circles, and that cycle will never end, never go, it will always flow. Even when we aren't around to weave the threads of time, and to see the sun and moon glow in the bright day and night. That was a nice dose of poetry for you. Yeah, yeah, that was just for you. You know it. <laughs> anyway, our next segment is going to be different types of fae and the meanings that they bring into the natural world or th- let's say the non-supernatural world. So the very muggle, regular human world. Imps are known to be troublemakers. They entangle you in drama and mishaps like stuttering in front of your crush or making jokes that didn't land. <laughs> Or even worse, like dumping ketchup on a white shirt, you know, like that kind of energy. So that's what they're kind of around. Uh, in my own experience, imps, they freaking, they've thrown so many, fo- My, I can't even talk. They've thrown so many of my phones over the edge. Like I've dropped my phone off a mountain. I've dropped my phone into multiple hot tubs. And I get it. Like it's my choice, you know, like it was my decision that I made. And they kind of just fuck, you, fuck with you to be like, did you make that decision for the right reason? You know, <laughs> was that the smartest decision, Olivia, to bring your phone into the shower? No. Okay. <laughs> so that's kind of what they're there for. They kind of warn you of things, even if it's a shitty outcome. I've lost my phones at concerts. Ugh, it's not good. But then there's changelings. In Irish folklore, fairies are known to steal human children. This is kind of like an exchange. So they go for a lot of human children that they feel are coddled because they feel like their fae child could be better taken care of by really, really, really loving parents. So changelings are fae babies in the human world, which I'm sure we all have a friend who's very cottagecore or a friend that you know for a fact is like, that bitch is ethereal, you know, whoever they are. (laughs) And they give that kind of energy. Um... Elves are very childlike and friendly. They are known to help people. Uh, Mostly, they aid sleeping. So if anybody out there has got some insomnia and you also have some spirituality on your side, hit up an elf. With pixies, sensitive and quick-witted. I relate to pixies. (laughs) They play a little rough um, and they help you in your garden. I like pixies a lot just because they're, they're pretty straight up. They're not... They they don't sugarcoat shit and most fae don't because then there's gnomes they're deeply earthy and habit caves most of the time and should be approached approached with caution and sincerity they'll help you if you help them that's how a lot of fae work and it just depends on what that fae is like and that's where I was talking about each fae is from like a different aspect of nature right so. For me, I feel like pixies is like a fairy of the wind. You know, changelings are the coinciding of human and and fay life, right? Elves are elves and and dreads, which I get to. I'll say direds, direds. So changelings and direds are known for being same with gnomes, like very, very, like grounded characters. Because your gnomes are mostly known for you know working, they're your little worker bees, right? But that's the same with gnomes. Um, wait, did I say that already? I feel like I said that. It's the same with uh, dirads. Sorry, <laughs> but with dirads, rooted in trees and split open in the night, so they just wake up at night. They're 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 basically like tree nymphs. Uh, they're stable and conscious and appreciate. Kindness and nurturing towards trees. So again, if you got some spirituality and you want to hit up some diorads, go for it. Uh, with gnomes. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know how to pronounce this next one. Sliffs? Sliffs? Let's look it up. How do you say this? It's S-Y-L-P-H-S. Pronunciation. Let's hear it. Sylphs. <laughs> <Slips>. so, <laughs> so with soaps, they're good for spreading positivity and love like an intoxicating elixir. So oftentimes it's that kind of like drunk high, you know, where you're like, you you have either a giant serotonin release and you can feel it, or there's just a moment. It's like the, the laughing uncontrollable view, right? Laughing until you cry. That's kind of the energy. Then there's nymphs. Nymphs are very sensual and sexy. They love beauty and bring an air of mystery. So this is if you want to put on that, like, I'm mythical, but you don't get to know that, you know, kind of energy. <laughs> That's when you, you know, ask for a nymph's help to sh- shroud you in that mystery. Uh, silkies are water creatures. And if you nurture the water, they will nurture you. So it's kind of the same thing, you know, again, nurture nature and it'll nurture you. Then there's rock people, as I was talking about before, very sturdy. They are usually known to be in brooks and rivers, forests and everglades. If you if if they see you harm someone, they can do stuff like steal your car or hide your keys. And all of these, they're they're very similar because I find that gnomes, rock people, rock people, and diorads are very much in the same. Like you know, trees, rocks kind of grass naturey kind of fae and then you have the nymphs silkies sylphs and pixies i feel like or i guess i should say elves are like in the same ring changelings are the only ones where i'm like that's just a transition between that life and this one and with imps as well as pixies and sylphs they're they're very like air vibration to me Anyway, if none of this makes sense, that's okay. They're just really fun to know and they're really fun to explore. So I would look into it if you guys want to know more about like fae lore. I know or not really fae lore, but how to use it in your craft. Some of my friends have gotten me fae books, like how you can, in- how you can pretty much pull them in. And I've had a couple signs in my own life. Again, this is my own journey and my own experience. I'm not trying to you know, be like, it's real, believe me, you know, like, just <laughs> to your own discretion, okay, you don't have to believe me, but that's the thing is, uh, I've gotten able to get in contact with them, and I do have a lot of memories where I was around them, again, I have lost that ability to see them, but that's the thing, they will fuck with me, like, as I said before, the nymphs, they freaking threw my phone in the water, and then <laughs> so many times, they threw my phone off a fucking mountain. And shit like that, where you drop a plate, you know, it's like those tiny mistakes that you literally don't know why your body did that. You know, you're like, that makes no sense, like anatomy or, or physics, like that doesn't apply, you know, like, what the fuck, your logic is just left stunned. But what I, what I will say about fae and fairies and what they kind of bring to my experience as far as maybe even... I'll do it in split parts. So what it brings to me spirituality wise is, again, this like childlike energy. And that's why I really relate to pixies because they have that witty energy, which is something that I find myself in a lot. Um, And a lot of the Fae don't really hold their tongue. You know, again, they will say what they want to say. And I feel like that's a good energy to stand in but it's also an energy that'll get you in trouble, so <laughs> just be aware of that, you know, if you're okay with saying what you want and dealing with those consequences, go for it, but just know that if you're somebody that maybe, maybe we got some people pleasers out there, uh, which, fair, been there, don't worry, I'm not judging, but maybe a fay could help you out, because they tell you what the fuck is up, you know, and so <laughs> I would ask for their help, but as far as storytelling and kind of creative wise they they just bring again this like really fresh energy of like especially during spring like this is my season I am thriving so hard right now (laughs) but it's like this idea that everything is like it's my color scheme you know it's like floral and pink and green and mossy and like also all the pretty flower colors like yellow and purple and like it's just so good you know like it's just so it's so rich and like it's so soft at the same time it's like full of pastels and like bright colors there's some orange in there it's so good so palette wise when i think of fey is really nice it's very pleasing to the eye and They're always creatures that are drawn very softly, but also something about them is very, like, how do I say? It's like they're they're like children, you know? So, like, a part of them is, like, very elegant, but then there's that little quirkiness of, like, a kid, you know, like, the awkwardness of a child put in a lot of nymph art. And one of my favorite drawings actually, and I, I don't know if this is considered, but it's around the same thing of like mythical characters in the same realm as this, which is trolls. And my dad, it was very distinct to me. It, it's still my favorite drawing. Uh, he unfortunately threw it away, but it was a troll inside a boot. And that's what he had drawn with Prismacolor pencil. And it was so cool. I. I remember it so distinctly to this day. And just that troll energy, you know, like not even, not even, you know, like trolling the internet, but that is a troll, you know, trolls are known to be pretty clunky characters. They're (laughs) known to be a hassle, you know, uh, a pain in the ass, you know, and that's the thing too, is like these concepts when you have them inside storytelling, like right now I'm playing a lot of Genshin Impact, which I'm sure some of the community is aware of uh especially the gaming community but there's this character in there named Paimon and like she's cute at first but then she just keeps talking (laughs) and it's just like please stop talking and (laughs) so I would look into that but Paimon is kind of like a fake character Paimon also talks in like the third person so there's a little bit of ego there that's what it is it's like the childlike nature of not having your preface prefrontal cortex built up so you have less empathy and less sympathy (laughs) so you're kind of more of an asshole when you're a kid but on top of that the ego of a child you know if I had the freaking motivation I had when I was 13 damn you know like I would be unstoppable I'd be a dictator I honestly (laughs) um a good one as they always say but it's interesting to look into I do I I really like stuff like this. Like I love things that are outside of our realm because I'm one of those people that live in what people call evanescence in the spiritual world. So there's a difference. There's evanescence and then there's the 3d. There are some people that are really good at living in the 3d and that's right here, right now, right? It's in the present. It's, being able to work consistently, they're very abundant, they understand stocks, you know, they're the CEO, they, they function well, and they always did well in this kind of society, even if they didn't want to, they just thrived at it naturally. And then there's people who live in evanescence, which is most of the time a lot of creatives. We live in our own world, and we're kind of like, man, I, well, I'm going to make reality, fuck you, you know, like, that's kind of the whole creative deal. And that's something that really drew me a lot to the Fae and my spirituality and kind of mythical journeys that um, I really enjoy even like video game wise playing. I really love open world experiences, but I hate scavenging. (laughs) It's awful. I hate scavenging so much. I can't can't tell you why. It's just annoying. I hate the, like, pick up, drop it, you know, put it here, put it in a chest. I don't want to. Just give me unlimited space. Oh, you have to pay for the space now? Fuck you, okay? I hate that shit. But I do really like the open world adventure. You know, I do really like exploring. And there was another game, too, that I was able to explore that, which really was into fake culture, which was, um, it's called The Reckoning. And it's really old. It was made in, like, 2012. It's only on 360. But it had a lot of fey creatures in it. And, like, more than Skyrim, right? Skyrim is more like ogres, again, trolls, uh, dragon, very, like, Game of Thrones dark vibes, right? Whereas this one, the Reckoning, was more like... It, it has a beautiful map. And it, it does remind me a lot of Genshin. It's just very light colors bright illuminated um, lots of greens and and like periwinkle blues and shit like that where it's like the way i look at color obviously is in deep description but (laughs) it's like looking at that color palette really matters to me and that also matters for a show you know i grew up off of barbie and bratz dolls and powerpuff girls i grew up off of really really bright illuminated featured films or or cartoons and so when I see something dull like Skyrim and and hey don't shoot me for this like I say dull as in dark you know like as very dark even Witcher in my opinion is more colorful than Skyrim which is like I like Witcher more because of that For me, it really matters on like where I'm going because if the scenery is boring, especially in a world adventure game, then I'm bored. But anyway, I went on a whole nerdy tangent, but (laughs) in any sense, it really helps the storytelling because lore. and as I said before, with making video games or making a story, it makes it much, much easier to tie it to history because then you have a bunch of lore that you could pull out. You have a bunch of things that you can create from it. And then on top of that, you can make history by making your creature, your nymph, your whatever different, which I think is really interesting. It's it's a place of exploration. It's outside of the norm. And that's why I really like this kind of stuff is because there's, there's honestly no limit. Um, and of course, when you're talking about a fairy and you want it to be a story about a fairy, that's a limitation, you know? Because then you could be like, well this is a half fairy mermaid but sometimes she turns into a hippogriff. You know like <laughs> You know like that's what I mean is that there's no range that you can't get into. A lot of storytelling that people I've heard in the recent past especially when it comes to web comics that people are getting tired of is sucking people into another world. Right? So your character is in the modern age and then all of a sudden they make it to the feudal japan age, you know, and and people are kind of like I get that the premise is reused a lot, but there's only a couple archetypes of each story that you can tell, whether it's a romantic story or a, you know, free and open story or a really, like, really open story. You know what I'm talking about? Like, a lot of artists do this. A lot of musical artists do this. Like, again, Melanie, where her storytelling is mostly through the music. So a lot of the concepts outside of that are very open-ended and very artistic. You have to really read into it to kind of understand it um it's it's not as straightforward and and in my eyes i think that's a good way to storytell because she leaves a lot of room for her fans to interpretate and she it it shows trust it shows trust that she trusts her fans to understand her you know and that goes a long way in my eyes because we all get it and she didn't have to say it you know to the to the, what is it, to the audience in order for them to understand it. Uh, It's the principle of tell it in the story. You don't have to say it. Like, don't talk to the audience like they're stupid kind of thing. And it's just, like, elusive storytelling. Again, that happens a lot with nymphs. and, And, you know, like, some of the greatest stories that are, like, known to date, like, some of the biggest franchises we have are all about magic okay <laughs> like lord of the rings um we all know about D D, you know where and that's i mean that's not a franchise but you know DD has been popular for years and it's because of the mythical characters and then on top of that there's harry potter we all know about it i'm a gryffindor if you guys want to know but i would choose ravenclaw if i could and then there's what else is there Specifically, when it came to Barbie movies, it was like just like super pink, you know, <laughs> you know, like Barbie. But one thing that I really liked that they put in the Bratz Pixies, uh, Bratz Fashion Pixies, I think it's what it's called. Mm-hmm. One thing I really liked about it was that they they had such a modern twist on the pixie look that I would wear it. Honestly, I would rock it. You guys can look it up. It's so early two thousands. <laughs> But it's so good. Um, And their hair, I've always loved. Um, Like, Brat's hair mechanics. I just, I have always adored the way they put that energy in. Because I just always want to do my hair like that. Even though I don't have any. But (laughs) in any sense, I really hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. And I encourage you to look into mythical creatures as well as the Fae. See if that can help you in your spirituality or in your creativity. I believe in you, just like you should believe in the fae. Anyway, (laughs) have a good night. Bye-bye. Thank you guys so much if you made it to the end. All my links will be below, and uh, I think my link tree is linked in the description. If not, I'll put it there just in case. Um, But thank you so much. I'll see you next week for Mermaid Lore. Bye-bye.